Hello, Stephen. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Good. I'm doing happy, well, thank you. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Welcome to episode 12 of the Tech Chit Chat Show. My name is Ken. Uh, you can find me on Northern Viking Every Day and Northern Viking Explorer on YouTube. I'm here with my co-host, Stephen. You can find him at Stephen Loney on Twitter and 8-Bit Warrior. No, Warrior. I said that backwards. <laughs> Stephen Loney on YouTube, 8-Bit Warrior on, on Twitter. Twitter. That's, That's correct. Right. All right. I should probably it's Monday. It. It's Monday. I do have my coffee. Do you have your coffee? I Awesome. Cheers. cheers. Well, we have a fun and exciting show for you today. This is actually our first live episode. And due to some technical difficulties, we've gone live today. So we'll see how this goes. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be chatting a few fun things today. We've got Windows 11 requirements. We've got Clippy. I don't know how many of you remember Clippy. We have the Steam Deck. I always want to say the Stream Deck, but it's the Steam Deck. We have Japan breaking the new speed in, internet speed test record. And we've got some Audacity policy changes. So we've got a ton of fun stuff we're going to be chatting about today. I wouldn't call the Audacity a fun one, but sure. <laughs> well, it's, uh, for some people. Sure, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, and uh, yeah, so it's we're here. It's Monday morning. I know where our schedules are a little bit all over the place this summer, but we hope to be more consistent as we head into the fall. Yeah. Have you had a chance to look at Windows Eleven stuff yet, Stephen? A little bit. <laughs> when you think about it, it's like I I am interested in it. But when I think it back to like, yeah, what stands out? Well, you can you can you can center the um the whatever bar, <laughs> and it's like I'm probably just gonna put it back. So that's so the only you, thing. That... <laughs> so you know where it is. <laughs> yeah. So I I when I think of it, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I actually don't know. Um, yeah, it's. <sighs> It's cool, um, but looking over some of the features, when, when I, but yeah, when I'm thinking over it, I'm like, yeah, there doesn't really seem to be anything that stands out to me as being like, yay, I Well, I one it. thing stands out to me that's really annoying. <laughs> requirements. Oh, the requirements. But, you know, it does look pretty sleek, and it does it does look Mac-ish. Yeah, but I, so I personally don't like that look. So for for me, yeah. it's kind of like I I don't like the Mac look. I don't want it. I like I like the the square corners. So it's kind of like new rounded corners. I don't like them. Like that's yeah. subjective. That's personal. Yeah. Um. But it's so for people like me, it's like we don't like that look. So why? Um. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't look bad? It doesn't look bad. But this reminds me of Mac, and I did not. I don't enjoy my Mac experience. I don't. Yeah. I don't enjoy that. Um. I so, so if you're um wondering what Steven was talking about with the icons and stuff at the beginning. If you're watching on YouTube rather than listening on our podcast, you can see on the screen, the icons are moved to the center at the bottom. It's got a, they've smoothed the corners on the pop-up boxes right. and different things. Um, so it does have a very, a, I don't know how to explain it other than a smoother look. Um, it's kind right. of like a beauty filter on your camera. Some people like it and some people don't. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're saying I, you know, guys, 
I'm going to say, I don't know that anybody should like it. So, so. <laughs> this feature here, this I actually think I will use. Um, I have multiple monitors, and I was just telling you, going live, I'm like, I need another monitor. Um, but being able to tile my windows in different ways would come in handy, especially today. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just so I can see what's going on. Yeah, over, we were we were setting side. we were setting up, and you're like, I could use a third monitor <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> just because of because I I use three here, and it's just so handy to have that. Yeah. So if this can allow you to better simulate that in situation, especially if you're like on yeah. a laptop, and you well, don't you told have... me to take down my display monitor behind me, and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> what good is it if it's just? Yeah, I mean, you technically it have. Looks, it... It looks pretty. <laughs> it looks pretty. All right. I like Windows 11. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but this this feature, actually, one of the things that is cool is related to this is, yeah, I'm remembering now. There was one thing that's cool. So let's say that you have a laptop that you have it at, at, at a dock station, so you're at your mm -hmm. desk, and you say you have an external monitor, and you have it attached. And so say you have all these windows attached to this external monitor. If you unplug the monitor, it will put all those windows and how they're uh, formed into like, um, was it putting into another virtual desktop? Basically, it leaves it intact. So you can still access it like in a virtual desktop kind of mode. Okay. And if you plug back in your monitor, it will reset it back up as it was when you left. Gotcha. So yeah. it's a really nice way just to, to maintain your workflow and not get that all because sometimes you're working to actually have everything set up just right. Um, so with my so. setup here, um, sometimes I work on this monitor, sometimes I work on this monitor, and I actually sometimes will do the thing where you make a certain monitor your main monitor just so when I play a game, it goes onto this one and doesn't force it onto the other monitor. Right. Will it remember? I wonder if it'll remove that because I find that kind of frustrating that it forces me to play a game on one monitor sometimes yeah that could that could be improved and i'm trying to think of that from the game developer standpoint because like i program games and i have to be aware of how that works um so i i don't know there are games that explicitly in options you can like say so the developers have a way of moving stuff to monitors um i'm just trying to think of the caveats to that it would yeah. it, it, honestly it would be nice to have something more standardized for yeah. that because when i make that change all of a sudden my nice organized icons on my desktop are all over the place oh that's a good point um i actually would just like the option to select which monitor i want to have the desktop icons on yeah i actually want a main display and to have my icons on a secondary desktop okay yeah like this is a preference so that i can use my secondary anyways these are there's little things like that. Yeah, um, that would be cool option. They're tiny things. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm doubting Windows 11 even lets you do those kind of things that we're looking for. Um, yeah, as small as they seem. So it starts to get a little on the technical side. Um, so they said new ways to connect with teams. I use teams a fair bit. I don't like teams. Okay. I just did a live presentation last week with teams that I would have preferred be done in Zoom. <laughs> okay. Um, for about, that was probably about uh, 20 people we did that for. And Teams is good for a work environment, um, but I prefer other platforms. So they are yeah. kind of 
um, advertising that. Custom, more customization. I know we talked about that, but let's get down into the nitty gritty of the requirements and minimum system requirements. So let me like rattle some of these off for you. One gigahertz or faster with two or more cores, um, compatible 64-bit processor or system on a chip SOC. I'm not sure what that means. You probably know. Maybe you don't know. <laughs> system on a chip. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty much, um, ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, we won't worry about it. Four gigs of RAM minimum, 64 gigabyte um, or larger storage device. Se secure Butte, <laughs> boot capable. Butte. Butte, lone Butte. <laughs> I'm going to come back to the TPM in a second. Direct X12 graphics display of nine inch or more and an internet. Microsoft account and internet connectivity. Oh man, <laughs> connectivity for setup of Windows 11 Home. And the last one, the most important one that everybody's freaking out about is TPM, trusted platform module of 2.0 or higher. Yeah. This has so, caused a kerfuffle. So that means that I can't upgrade. And I know that meant that you could not upgrade. So. So from my understanding, Intel CPUs 8th gen or higher are supposed to have TPM 2.0 kind of built in. Right. Is that, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I have an older i7 than that, so I don't have it. Yeah. Although my, my computer and your computer are actually pro, both pretty quick computers. Yeah. We can't yeah, update. Like they're still very like relatively fast and functional and we're using it for like high-end kind of stuff like well that's what we're both working on right now doing this show yeah yeah so and i had some high anticipations of wanting to create content on windows 11 so as i was visiting you last week i started purchasing components to build a new computer be solely because of this mm -hmm. um, yeah it's not that I'm sad that I'm getting a new computer. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm conflicted. I mean, if, yeah. if there's a really good reason to require uh, TPM 2.0, like my system has TP, a TPM 1.2, what's the difference? Yeah. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Um, I actually, learning of the future, when I learned that it was actually a thing, I actually went into my mother, motherboard and turned it off. Because I okay. because this came up, I'm like, hey, I'm going to turn it off. Um, and I, it, I mean, it is a way to push hardware because Microsoft will make more money when new systems are sold because they have Windows licenses attached to yeah. hardware, right? So there is, we could say that that's their real motive, and that might be. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it, it, it's a prerogative to make a kind of cutoff. It is the prerogative. That's the way they want to make money on it to make that requirement. And if there is a legitimate reason that TPM 2.0 is more secure and we just want that as a standard, that, that could be fine. Yeah. But I'm just, I just don't want them to kind of beat around the bush and make arbitrary things and saying, here's the reason why, if they just want more hardware sales to have license sales, then they should just be open about it. Being like, mm -hmm. no, we're just gonna, we're just gonna maintain this and just be open and yeah. not make, not make, cause if TPM 1.2 was fine, like, yeah. and if it's just an arbitrary reason, I don't know. Like, so my system, 
my system is definitely not going to meet the requirements, even though it's quite yeah. still relatively fast. Um, well, what frustrates me too is my laptop that's right here as well. I bought not even three years ago, but it was a laptop that was the model had been out for a bit. So it has a seventh yeah. gen i5 in it. Yeah. It's only, it's less than three years old and I, that won't even yeah. take windows 11 and that's a gaming laptop with fairly decent specs as well. So right. I kind of was one of the people that were shot in the foot, I guess with that. The other thing um, I should mention, I was looking through their questions here at the bottom says, what if my PC doesn't meet the minimum hardware specifications? Can I stay on Windows 10? And they're saying that Windows 10 will continue to be supported through October 14th, 2025. So we right. do have another, what is that, four years yeah. before that support ends. So um, we'll see, you know, as they can extend things as well yeah. <laughs> over time. Yeah. But. And I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that won't make the jump to 11. And they're probably going to have a lot of people at that 2025 cutoff, to be honest. Yeah. And it may cause quite a bit of stuff going on at that time. Um, I With my computer, I mean, I may upgrade in a year or two, but like because yeah. Windows 10 is supported for a while longer. Well, there could be a, a lot of backlash. You even look at what happened with the PlayStation with them wanting to shut down the store. And there was a lot of backlash just with for the ps3 i believe it was um the, the difference in this case though there's a lot of money on the line for microsoft that's true they, they back down that's they're true not, they're not making as much money off windows 10 um being out there that's true so, on the bright side with microsoft there's a bright side of course oh yeah clippy <laughs> clippy hey do you remember clippy i do remember clippy he's the cutest little clippy i ever did see well Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I, I I would almost call him infamous, but uh, as I remember, Clippy. Clippy will be returning as an emoji <laughs> in some Yay. Microsoft apps. There's cute little Clippy. So Clippy, actually, what's happening here is it sounds like Microsoft is going to be updating their emojis. You can see right. the old emojis and the new emojis. Um, right. And the paperclip emoji is going to be turning into Clippy, which is kind of cool. Even the broccoli. The broccoli looks way better. Uh, I, I The broccoli emoji. I like the turtle, too. You like the turtle? Yeah. I like I, turtles. <laughs> a, a part, I, I appreciate the new design. A part of me kind of likes the thick black outline of some of them. Like, you don't like change, do you? <laughs> sometimes <laughs> but I, I i can see where they're going with like windows 11 this seems to tie in nicely with what they're doing um no i think it's good i think it's good but i, I think it's i think it's cute that they put clippy in i i think that was a really good move yeah that they're no doing that i think that's so fine too. yeah yeah i'm not i'm not gonna fight over clip art <laughs> or emoji <laughs> stuff <laughs> I'm switching to Mac because they're changing the emoji. Okay, don't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. No, I no. I thought it was fun. I I think it's just more. I remember that annoying little paper clip being in the way. <laughs> yeah, I think it was cool. If you scroll down a bit in that article, you can see how Microsoft uh, I think it was through Twitter. You know, they're having fun oh. with it. 
yeah. they're saying there that if yeah, twenty thousand likes will replace the emoji with Clippy, and I, I think they safely assumed that they, they would get that. I don't think they thought that was like a a high standard to get twenty thousand likes for. Clippy. Yeah. Well, and as I don't know, is this coming pre Windows eleven or is this just Windows eleven? I'm not sure. Yeah. My assumption is it's a Windows eleven. Um, but it'll probably come in Windows 10. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe Windows 10 can't handle Clippy. It's too <laughs> yeah. futuristic. <laughs> yeah, you need TPM 2.0 for Clippy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at least oh. four, four gigs of RAM. <laughs> That's right. You need like high security and a DirectX 12 video card. But, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm... Uh, change... Change. Change is coming. <laughs> like it or not. Steam Deck. Yes. Are you a gamer? A closet gamer? I'm a recovering gamer. A recovering gamer? I used to be a gamer. I am a mostly PlayStation gamer dabbling in PC gaming person. Right proud of myself playing those old battlefields on my pc now so this is more relevant to you now because the steam deck uh that valve has introduced recently is pretty much a pc it is a pc they've i think they've even just called it a pc in a mobile handheld form factor um i find this really intriguing to be honest i you, you find it intriguing i do find it intriguing you know what yeah. okay i just saw that come up on the uh, on the screen there and I the X and Y buttons and I saw you like commented on a tweet yesterday that it should have been X Y negative X and yes. negative Y <laughs> yes <rather> than... <laughs> X Y X Y negative X Y yeah rather than yeah anyway yeah, that, <laughs> he's, he's kind of not wrong anyway <laughs> yeah maybe we'll share a link to that uh in the video description <laughs> that's kind of a cute thing anyway yeah i'm also intrigued uh in this um yeah. especially considering that uh, yeah so it is it is a pc valve is even like calling it a pc you can even install like windows on it if you want to all in one portable pc gaming yeah and so it's it actually is... more up my alley of what i i don't mind playing pc games it's just i yeah it, yeah, so with this thing, so it will come pre-installed with uh, their own version of like modified version of Linux, uh, something. Anyway, so it's gonna be running Linux out of the out of the box mm -hmm. and be integrated with with their own Steam thing. So basically, be playing whatever is supported through the Linux version of Steam right now. You can basically play on there, um, which is probably getting better. I mean, you can just quite a few games that you can now play through this Linux. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's a PC and a mobile. Uh, form factor. Uh, it's using the uh, AMD's RDNA two, like like the newest kind of like chipsets from AMD. Well, and the cool thing about this too is it says your Steam library is already on the deck. You might already have a huge collection of games that all of a sudden you can use on a handheld. Whereas if you go buy a Switch and you haven't had yeah. one before, yeah. you're buying games. You can just buy the console and start gaming right away. Um, yeah. And does this, I don't recall seeing, I think it does, you can connect it with a television, yes? Yep, you can use it straight up as a computer. So, so and what's cool, you can have it connected to a, a TV or your monitor, 
and you can actually set it up as like a second monitor, I believe, on the side. Maybe I need one of those as a second, third monitor. Yeah, I just go get a Steam Deck. Yeah. Go go tell go tell Andrew, honey, I need a need a Steam Deck. Yeah. Third monitor. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's for work. It's um, for work. Yes. <laughs> that's the key word. And it's and it's not a weak device. You can actually do like actual desktop things on it. Mm -hmm. Like I I would venture to say that you could probably even do like video editing on it kind of stuff. Like okay, yes, maybe. <laughs> but, like depending uh, on what you're doing. How much video editing am I going to get done if I have this thing though? But like if you were but if you were somebody who was um, traveling on the go, if you yeah. took this with you, needed if I if I I felt like I could, if I did install, I would, I would need to install Windows on it. I'd have to get rid of the default thing. Um, maybe do a dual boot. But anyway, beyond that, this thing just seems really, really functional. And yeah. the hard, hardware looks like it's going to be solid. Um, and, and they got like the track trackpads on there so that you can like, like have near mouse support, like mm -hmm. so you can simulate, right? So uh, there's three options as well. So. I'll rattle off the options in the Canadian pricing, then I'll show you the American pricing. So the basic one, um, $499 Canadian with a 64 gigabyte drive, a carrying case, $659 Canadian gets you 256 gigabyte NVMe, um, faster storage. So you get an upgrade in the storage, NVMe mm -hmm. versus eMMC. Yeah. You get a carrying case and the Steam Community Bundle. And then for 819 Canadian, you get a 512 NVMe with the faster storage premium and anti-glare etched glass, exclusive carrying case, exclusive Steam Community Profile Bundle, and a virtual keyboard theme. So that's or Canadian pricing for you down south in the US, 399 for the basic, 529 for the middle version, and 649 US for the 512 version. Right. So there's a few different options there. Um, reasonably priced that it's actually basically a computer. Yeah. For the specs you're getting, that's really, really good price. Mm -hmm. so, uh, I, I would say, though, like if you were to get one, I think the second tier one is probably going to sell really well. Yeah. Uh, because you're I, getting NVMe storage on there, and that's kind of a big deal. I'll have to go ask for permission. Yeah. <laughs> or ask for forgiveness. I have to choose one. Um, <laughs> uh, so those are supposed to start shipping December 2021, just in time for your stocking. Oh, my stocking? Thanks, your Ken. stocking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's your internet today? It's been good so far, I think. Why? Pretty good. Well, I did a speed test on mine right before we did this. Yeah. <laughs> Probably crapped out, but I did. Um, I got three millisecond ping. I was shocked. What? Yeah, because I hard linked my computer for this. Oh, no, it makes a difference. It. And yeah. I got over a 600 megabits, megabits download Ooh. and 21 upload. Yes, I get the same <laughs> as you. We get, all, we get all the download and like little upload with our service so yeah <laughs> well japan just set a new internet speed record that was only set less than a year ago originally right let me open this up for you guys do you want to talk about this steven it's fast 
<laughs> so uh, they said the new, so the old record was 179. Now, not to be confused, the TBPS here is bits per second, not bytes per second, as we were discussing earlier. So the old record was 179 terabits per second, and the new record is 319 terabits per second. So to, to make that into megabytes, that's like nearly, that's closer to like 40 terabytes per second. Um, that's a lot. So like, I have like a, I think I have it three or four terabyte. So let's say I have a four terabyte storage. That'd be like filling like 10 of them in a second of data, which is a lot of data transferred in a second. Yeah. So, so this was fast. through fiber optic and they tested it on a simulated 1864 mile distance. Right. So it was tested like in, in the lab basically, but they did effectively test basically as if it was that long. Yeah. So um, that's pretty cool. And I, I like I like in this article here, uh, where was it? There was something about they used rare earth something. Oh, rare, yes. Rare earth amplifiers. amplifiers. Yeah. I don't know what so, that is. And researchers fired a 552 channel comb laser at multiple wavelengths with the assistance of rare earth amplifiers. Is that some kind of like fender amplifier? I mean, just take that take that sentence in. Just be like, what does that even mean? Like, well, what what I'm like, I don't know what an Earth amplifier is. Like, the only amplifiers <laughs> well, I know are made by, I think, Fender and PV or whatever. Well, what, <laughs> I don't what, even what, know what, if I said that right. But what's a, what's a channel? What's a channel comb laser? <laughs> At multiple wavelengths, like it, it sounds yeah. like Star Trek engineering. Like, <laughs> just, I don't know. So to, so to simplify <laughs> this, it just means yeah, internet speeds could be improving down the road. Yeah, so they've got the yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is cool. It, it's cool. They're pushing the tech. Um, yeah, and it's not surprising to hear that Japan's like, even like years ago when we were still getting like okay broadband, uh, Japan was getting like megabytes a second downloads like years ago before we were. Um, so part of me is kind of like, Japan fast internet. I'm used to that. And then they and they live in a country where they they can like probably implement it too down like through their islands. Mm -hmm. They don't have tons of land, um, like rural America, and so they can probably more easier put that implement it. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe Japan will be like. Yeah. Well, and it also talks about in the article um, that it'll allow for like six six G technology type of stuff. Um, not that that means anything, but just let's just call it faster. <laughs> hey guys you like fast internet sure okay we're gonna make it faster okay <laughs> i don't know how but uh <laughs> awesome do you use audacity uh, yeah it was broken for a while but i fixed it so i started using it again how did, how did you break audacity if it's it breaks tough. just uninstall it and reinstall it I, it, no, it was something wrong with my actual computer uh, audio drivers. Okay. Never mind. Okay, I fixed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you broke your computer, not Audacity. My com it's more complicated. No, it's, it's, no. It's, I, I'm. I don't know how to Set, answer that question. Setting complications. It's probably because you turned off your TPM one point two. Okay. Okay. Can I just give you the exact reason? I went into my Windows. It was something to do with one of my Windows audio devices, and the hertz was like at too high of like a 192 hertz and not like 44 kilohertz. So I did some setting that I down put down, and then it started working. And does anybody know this stuff? I don't know. Exactly. Do you know what, do you know what I'm talking about? 
Not really, but it sounds like you play with too many settings. But that fixed it. <laughs> Changing one of the settings that you don't know should do anything ended up fixing Audacity, and the whole thing would say nothing was working because one thing was... So we're not going... No, let's, let's go on to Audacity. You're a button pusher. You like to break things. <laughs> it fixed it! <laughs> anyway. So... <laughs> Oh, amazing stuff. <laughs> I need to drink my coffee and settle down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just... <laughs> Audacity. Hi, hi, Audacity. So this article on MSN Money is talking about Audacity and whether some policy changes have turned it into spyware. Right. So... Um, yeah, Audacity was acquired by a group called Muse Group. Mm -hmm. And there's some new policy terms. Yeah, and I, I was kind of aware. Which, I'll, I'll read out what it, it says that they can collect information like IP addresses, OS versions, OS names, CPU details, error codes, and crash reports. Right. The other thing is, because there's a policy agreement, technically they're saying you have to be 13 and older to use audacity because you're accepting a policy or a privacy policy yeah that one's kind of a big deal it is if they're using it in schools yeah. and different things like that um yeah i mean at my other work audacity is on all our computers right that we use that the public can use right um yeah it's kind of an interesting thing I don't know how, I I don't know if I'd go as far as saying spyware. Right. Um, like this article is. I I mean, we, these sorts of policies are probably very common amongst other software that we have on our computers. Probably. So um, I think there's just a, people are wondering what's going on and should they be worried about their information? I, I think the, the conflict may be that Audacity comes from an open, I believe, an open source software mm -hmm. format. And so when you have like open source community being confronted with like, I have to share my information, they're kind of like, no, like the open yeah. source community and giving my information away thing kind of don't seem to go together. Mm -hmm. um, so where we use applications that are like we pay for, we register for, and we're like, yeah, sure, know who I am, whatever. Um, we agree. But when you're yeah, Audacity is more not associated with business software and with giving your data away. Like, it's just not the culture of yeah. where it's come from. So that might be the biggest issue. It's just a culture conflict of the open source community mindset. Yeah. Because um, even we, did, we already talked about Steam. Steam probably knows your IP address and stuff. People use it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, they even do, like, Steam surveys where they give, like, you, you willingly give your computer specs to them so they can do surveys like and people don't seem to have an issue with that yeah so well well i do google surveys and ask me where i shop and everything and i get <laughs> free google so, play money they want to know how much or what i paid with if i went to school all sorts right of stuff so they already know house. they already know more about you than what audacity is going to know about you yeah um although i do get free like rentals and apps because of that on Google Play because I save up all this money and I can rent stuff for 
Yes, it's free. It's okay. You can spy on me. Just give me money. <laughs> yeah, just give me money and you can have all my information. Monetize the spying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that it's fair to call it spyware because then you may have to label like a majority of software spyware. Yeah. As long as, and you can, you can call it spyware as long as we're willing to call, put the same label and everything else. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's fair to just be like, We'll call this one spyware because it was from open source software um, well yeah because i mean look at all the social media platforms or how much information facebook has on you or whatever yeah. it's yeah yeah so and and to their to their defense of the uh people managing audacity if they are having to abide by the laws of the of the jurisdictions that they're in mm -hmm. they have to yeah like it's 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 just if they want to do business in those countries you have to well, and I think that's what this article was talking about, them having to abide by um, the privacy policies, policies in, I believe it was Russia. Um, this means the company will have to comply with data requests from both Russia and the United States. And that's kind of a big deal. You got two um, countries you're having to keep happy. Yeah, so there is, there is some stuff there, but um, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of leads into our, our, our question of this week. Does Audacity's new policy scare you? For myself, I'm going to say no. I'm going to continue to use it. I know we trim our audio clip for our podcast with it. I use it here and there. Um, I'm going to continue to use it. Hey, a dog just walked up behind you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, He's joined. He's joined us today. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, that's amazing. And then um, I don't know where I am anymore. That totally just <laughs> there's puppy dog. Mine goes off. <laughs> yeah, squirrel. Yeah, good thing the squirrel didn't run by the window. <laughs> no, I. I I, I, so I'm thinking with you, like, should it scare you? I think, you know, I think it, it could be worth looking into to be like, okay, what is it? Mm -hmm. What are these policy changes? Are they actually scary or are they just being overblown? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say for myself, if I'm content with the version, I don't use Audacity m much. So I think I'll just stick with the one I have for now. Mm -hmm. And like a, if a year from now, if, if no one's come across any evil plot to like take my information. Take, take over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Then I may just jump to whatever version is out. Yeah. But, and I mean, it also, you can keep an eye open if maybe there's other software that comes out or that's already yeah. out, that might be a better solution. But for myself, I'm going to continue to use it and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Says so. the guy who gives all this information to Google for money. <laughs> of course you don't mind. Uh, honestly, <laughs> most of the time it's like, where are you at Best Buy? Yeah. <laughs> Give me money so I can go back then, there. Did you buy anything? Yes. <laughs> and then Give I me like Best 30, Buy gift cards. And then I get like 30 cents to Google Play. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So, <laughs> that's, that's my life. Awesome. Okay. Well, that was episode 12 of the Tech Chit Chat Show. It was a fun week. Yeah. Lots of giggles. Lots of coffee. That was a ton of fun. Any final comments there, Stephen? Any final comments? Final comment today is, let me think quickly here. 
my mind just went totally blank, dude. I'm just going to... My, my comment is if you have TPM 1.2, you are out of luck. Thanks for watching today. Till next time, take care.